Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple is to read and reflect on scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you are on your commute, doing dishes, uh, laundry, <laughs> Uh, whatever you are doing, we are glad that you tuned in. Absolutely. Good to be here, everyone. I'm Dwight, and this is Ruben, as he said. And the passage that we're going to read today is out of Acts chapter 4, verses 32 to 35. So I'm reading out of the NIV. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own. But they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all, there were no needy persons among them. From time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone who had need. That's it. <laughs> that was short. Yeah, that was a, a short reading today. Yeah. Short and powerful. Yes. Anything that grabbed your attention there? Yeah, lots of things grabbed my attention there. Well, since we just got done talking about the resurrection. Yesterday, right? Easter, yes. The first thing that grabbed me in this was verse 33. With mm -hmm. great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection yes. of the Lord Jesus. I thought that was cool. That that was like the main thing that they were sharing. Yes. Hey, we were just following this guy, Jesus, and the Romans crucified him last Friday, but he's alive. So obviously to them, the, the resurrection is fresh. Is fresh. And it's what people needed to hear. Yeah. Well, I, I have some thoughts about it too. And um, one of the first things that I thought, it says that those who believe were of one heart and mind. And immediately, I've been thinking in Caleb, you know, from the Old Testament. Yeah. One of the phrases that uh, describe him is uh, he was of a different spirit because he follows follow, follows God Whole. uh, wholeheartedly. Yes. And then you see the believers here with one heart and mind, mm. which is the same as Caleb. Mm -hmm. And when you see this, his story is amazing. And um, you see what is happening here, and and the church started like an epicenter, epicenter there, mm -hmm. exploding. Mm -hmm. um, so that was something that grabbed my attention. Mm. There was something powerful there that they uh, believe in the resurrection because, as you said, just uh, had happened. Yeah, and they had it fresh, and they they were just amazed about it and they just couldn't hold it for them hmm. so they started like preaching yeah. and with boldness yeah and then just before these verses uh, we saw we read about peter and john being in jail mm -hmm. and the sanhedrin uh um they were just wondering hey guy what are you trying to do because because of the healing of this man uh, in the temple yeah so this is um very powerful scripture that says that how the church should be 
yeah following god like in the, with one mind and one heart mm -hmm. so what, what do you think about that yeah well the word wholehearted mm -hmm. is is my word for the year yeah for the year mm -hmm. i have a mentor his name is bill he's 93 years old and wow. we have lunch every month together and he challenged me to pick a word hmm. for the year and my word is wholehearted oh wow well uh, like caleb <laughs> yeah well this is a confirmation of your word yeah <laughs> scripture so I, i like how you it says here they were of one heart and one mind but i think describing them as wholehearted as, as well is is right on the money right um so and that's why their witness was so powerful Part of why it was so powerful is because they were in such unity together. Right. But back to this thing that they, with great power, they testified to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. I'll be honest with you, Reuben. I can't remember the last time I went to a, an unbeliever or someone who doesn't go to church, and I testified first and foremost to the resurrection of Jesus. Mm -hmm. The first thing I tend to go to is the cross. Yes. Right? That... You know, God so loved the world that He gave us one only Son, and He and He died on the cross for our sins, so that we, which of course, is a huge, huge part of the story. But this this has me wondering here how unchurched people would respond if the leading edge of our testimony was the resurrection of Jesus. Right. I wonder how if that would stir up a different conversation. You know, so. This is a, a total topic shift, but there's also a lot of emphasis in this passage that uh, they shared everything. Yes. And no one had any needs, and sometimes they would sell their possessions. They'd even sell their homes and bring the money to the apostles so that nobody had any need. That's part of our of our modern experience that we, we tithe. You know, the Bible commands us to give 10% of whatever we make so that we can share with others in need. But I don't remember. It doesn't happen very often that people sell their homes. Yeah, um, <laughs> it would. It would be, be like if somebody did does that right now. It would be like crazy to think. Like, wh why am I gonna sell my house and give it to the church? Mm -hmm. <laughs> But it tells me that they just were complete in the joy of knowing that Jesus was alive, mm -hmm. that he actually was the Messiah or savior. Mm -hmm. So I'm done, like- uh, Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters, like, come on. This is this is greater than this life. Like, right. <laughs> and um, it's just wonderful that the author of the book of Acts thought about putting these verses there and saying, it's kind of like, if you put it like in some steps or, or points, whatever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. No, 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 like a step, but more like points. Those who believe were of one heart and mind. They have fellowship, friendship, and unity of purpose. Mm -hmm. So they were gathering. And um, that was point number one that I, that I, I thought about it. Then they held everything in common, what mm -hmm. you just described. Christian fellowship was all there. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't just community or friends, but a display of God character. Mm. Uh, it just reminded me to the when Jesus praying in John 17, God, that they 
as you and I are one, that they also are one mm-hmm. with us. Mm-hmm. So were, they they were just they they were just displaying that. And then number three, the point is with great power, giving testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Great power. That word for me is just like not just how, how would that be in in real terms like what were they doing so the author say great power to describe the what was happening with mm-hmm. great power mm-hmm. and just <clears throat> i just think that they were uh, like strong sermons they were not afraid afraid to speak the truth mm-hmm. i can just speak whatever you allow me to say but i'm just gonna speak the truth mm-hmm. And uh, that was the, the strong sermon that they would preach. The, the preaching was bold and powerful. Mm-hmm. I just think about that. And, and the great grace that was on all of them, that was just a, a favor that everyone could see that God was with them. They were praying like, God, look at the, <laughs> look at the threat. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you said it better than me. I mean, of course. It's all good. Uh, but look at look at this. Mm-hmm. How are they threatening mm-hmm. threatening us? But you know what? Give us give us boldness and mm-hmm. power to preach the word and yes. perform miracles. That's what the prayers of them were. Yes. And um and I can't think but like right now in the environment that we are living, I really hope the church that we have that the same attitude mm-hmm. to speak the word, mm-hmm. to call sin, sin, mm-hmm. to love like passionately, like God, mm-hmm. but to not hold anything like just for the sake of to not offense people. Right. Which is uh, so important, especially, yeah, in our culture today, it seems to be moving uh, more and more not Christian friendly. Yes. Um, so it, it requires more and more courage to uh, speak the truth and live the truth. And they knew that their their lives could very well be on the line, and they were. Yes. They were all, every disciple except for one, were martyred and killed for their faith. So it was it was a life or death kind of thing for them, but the, the joy of the Lord drove them forward. Man, but that, yeah. that I was just, I was talking with her. Mm-hmm. And I asked him about Pastor Ephraim, mm. and he said that um, they're from Haiti, mm-hmm. Haiti, the missional partner that we have there. And he said something really cool that, that brought me joy. Uh, he said that the churches, because of the violence and the corruption that there is now, are like more than ever, they were uh, having communion with other churches. So they are pushing back uh, the corruption. Mm-hmm. The, like the, the with the same meshes, message, mm-hmm. and that wouldn't be if there were no corruption or trouble or violence. I talked with Pastor Ramon from uh, Miguel Neman, and he said to me last week that they are experiencing violence that n- never before, that even maybe worse than when it all started there. But they they are growing in the church. Yeah. <laughs> They are growing. They are being bold to 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 preach. Yeah. When I read this passage, man, I can think in I I think in Pastor Ramon and 
and other people like the church in China as well, that they are facing really serious threat. Threat? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like how you say it, just fine. Threat. Threat. Okay, threat. We'll go with threat. <laughs> threat. I need to find another word or <laughs> easy word. But man, they are, it's expected for the 2030, mm -hmm. the year to 2020, China is to be expected to be the most Christian nation. Is that right? 2030. How do you say the, the year? 2030? 2030, yeah. So in nine years. <clears throat> in nine years, it's expected to be a nation with most, with more Christians. And you look at the country right now, man, is the one of the most uh, that oppressed Christians. Mm -hmm. Man, we are comfortable here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I really want that uh, same attitude, the same um, courage mm -hmm. uh, to call uh, Christians and, and, and uh, not to be comfortable. <laughs> right. We need to really take serious the word of God and leave it. Mm -hmm. And uh, to push back all this nonsense that is outside in society. Uh, we are called to fight evil, and I think we, we have to do it. We, we, we will be accountable. Mm. One day, we believe God is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Mm -hmm. And we need to be prepared for that, to give account of our lives. Mm -hmm. And um, I just hope, and it's my prayer, that uh, I can be found faithful. Faithful. Yeah. yeah. Well, it reminds me of Matt's words in his sermon on suffering this last Sunday where he said the church historically has thrived when it's more on the fringe. Yes. You know, when it's, uh, when it's not at the uh, cultural center of society, but when it's more on the fringe of, of culture, so it can have a prophetic voice into culture. So, so when persecution comes, it's not all bad. I mean, we don't, we don't want it. We don't welcome it. Yeah. I don't personally, I don't pray for it, but when it comes as followers of Jesus, it's okay. And sometimes historically the church will even thrive. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't hope, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not waiting for that either, but I think um, as a, as Christian, we should um, push back. Mm -hmm. That's what we call to preach the gospel, the good news, because mm -hmm. soon this is going to be prohibited. <laughs> we want it, whether we believe it or not. I mean, you see the legislation that is going on right now, trying to um, suppress religious liberty. Mm -hmm. I think it's not good. So um, people will say, I, we, didn't, we shouldn't be in politics. Mm. We are the church and we are in another business. Well, to them, I would say, read the Bible. <laughs> read more, because clearly... Um, we are the salt and the light of the world, mm -hmm. and we need to put the flavor out there. Mm -hmm. We need to 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 bring the uh, trends <laughs> in society. So I think uh, uh, politics is a big area that we should be involved in one way or another. And uh, um, there's a lot to say in that area. Yeah, that's a whole other topic, yeah, right? That's another topic. N yeah. Another podcast. Yes. Well. Why don't you close us out with a blessing? Right? Yes. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. But until then, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>
Amen. Amen. Bye-bye.